The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Desiree Hamilton is a registered mental health counselor intern in the state of Florida on her journey towards full licensure. She's a mother, pain to purpose pusher, and entrepreneur. After having a former clinical supervisor go MIA without signing off on her clinical hours, Desiree was forced to restart her supervision process, delaying her time to becoming a fully licensed clinician. From this experience, she created Supervision Support. Her company connects professionals seeking supervision with supervisors who are ethically grounded and are willing to mentor, guide, and develop new clinicians who are on their way to becoming fully licensed. Her hope is that what happens to her never happens again, and so she can build a community of mental health professionals who are passionate, honest, and committed to bettering the field. Family, let's welcome Desiree to the Minding My Black Business podcast. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, family, we have another episode of Minding My Black Business, and I am so excited about our guest today. We have the Desiree Hamilton. I say the <laughs> because you have to watch out for her. She's about to do some really big things. Actually, she's already started and doing some pretty cool ventures. We're going to talk to her all about those things. I'm going to pick her brain um, and she's going to share some nuggets of wisdom with us. And so we're going to all walk away from this conversation feeling like we knew more than we did when we started. So I said all that and I feel ready to jump into my questions, but I'm going to pause because I have my manners. So, Desiree, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Hey, Janae. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, And so, could you please introduce yourself to the family and then let them know where they can find you? Okay. So, I'm Desiree, and I am a registered mental health counselor intern down here in in South Florida. Um, I started a company called Supervision Support, and you can find um, me at supervisionsupport.com mm-hmm. and on Instagram and on Facebook at Supervision Support. Wonderful. So Desiree, I know you were in Florida. What part of South Florida are you in? I live in a town called North Lauderdale. Okay, um, okay. Is that yeah, near, it's, is that near it's Fort North, Lauderdale? It's north of, of, of Fort Lauderdale. Okay, <laughs> so okay. It's north okay. of the Lauderdale. <laughs> <laughs> so my sister uh, recently moved, I say recently, it's been about six months, uh, but she moved okay. from West Palm to Miami. So anytime oh, okay. anybody says South Florida, I'm like, are you where my sister is? <laughs> she was like, I really need you to learn the geography. <laughs> So your sister is north north of where I live, about 30 minutes. That's where she used to live. Okay. (laughs) I got really good with my north-south because I'm not originally from here. I'm from New York City, from Brooklyn. Shout out to BK. Wow. (laughs) So when I moved down here, I didn't get northwest. I didn't get any of that. But I've been here for about five years now. So now I get it. Now now it makes sense. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So um, tell us about, well, 
I have so many questions. I'm trying to figure okay. out which direction to go first. Okay. Um, so because we have so many things in common in terms of both being in the field of mm-hmm. providing therapy, um, um, supervision being really important to us, both being podcasters. Right. So all of that is, I'm going to cover all of that, but I'm going to start at the beginning. So in Florida, Uh because it varies from state to state how does one get licensed so you go to school and i'm saying this because i think there are there might be some misconceptions about the training that's behind what it takes for someone to like sit with someone right um, that's a therapist so how do you become a licensed therapist in florida okay so um across uh mental health counseling which i'm doing marriage and family and social work it's pretty much about the same um we have to get our master's degree and um once we get our master's degree then we have to do two years of supervision um and we have to get around 2000 hours of clinical supervision where we're seeing clients every day. Um, we have to get at least 100 hours of one-on-one supervision, meaning that we are meeting with our, um, our licensed supervisor um, every week sometimes. And we have to do that consistently throughout the two years. Um, and then, so, so you're at about five years now, right? Because my program... <laughs> My program to get my master's took me three years, Mm -hmm. and then I have to do two additional years on top of that of supervision Mm -hmm. um, under a licensed professional. And then once I do that, I have to then sit to take the exam to become a licensed um, clinician after that. So it's it's about a five year process in order to gain your license in the state of Florida. Right. Okay. Yeah. There are lots of hurdles. There are yes, lots of hurdles yes, um, yes, between the yes. time of you have any idea or actually starting the school um, in terms of master's degree um, uh-huh. and then, you know, having your official um, number, your license. Yeah. So, uh-huh. awesome. uh-huh. so when you talk about having supervision, yeah. what does that mean? Does that mean like someone sitting in a room with you, like supervising you over your shoulder? Like when you say, I know the answer to this, but I want you <laughs> I mean, sometimes it could be, you just don't know, right? (laughs) But, okay, so supervision is a process where um, in the the state of Florida, we have to register to get a a interim license, right? Mm -hmm. So that in itself is a a process before you actually get your full license. So um, in order to get that interim license to start seeing clients, we have to find a supervisor. Now, people who are outside of the the profession, they just think supervisor is someone that just sort of oversees the whole organization and then stuff like that. But that's not what it is in in, um, mental health. So when we get a supervisor, that is someone who is licensed, who's been in the field for some time, Mm -hmm. um, have, you know, years of experience under their belt. And they, in the state of Florida, because I have to keep saying that because things are so different across the the U.S. You're right, you're right, yeah. In the state of Florida, um, you can get supervision in two ways. You can get a supervisor that's at the agency that you're working at and you meet with them every single week mm-hmm. um, and you will speak about cases, you'll speak about different clients, you'll talk about your growth and areas that you're struggling and that is something that you have to do every single week. Mm-hmm. So um, you can do it that way or you have to hire someone. I was not lucky enough in um, 
you know, in my, my search to find a job that had an on-site supervisor. Mm -hmm. So I had to hire someone and that can be a really expensive, (laughs) um, feat to do. (laughs) I remember when I was looking for my first supervisor, I, um, was being quoted up to $400 a month. So think about that. In addition to all of your other bills that you have when you're adulting, then you have this $400 a month um, commitment that you have to do because there's no way that I can get a license without doing this. Right. (laughs) So, um, it's definitely a process. Um, and you know, when you, when, and in both cases, when you're in the agency and when you're doing a private supervisor, you have to do that every single week. And what the purpose of it is to make sure that you are developing and you're growing in this um, practice of being a clinician. Okay. So you have created um, a business or a podcast or a movement. How how are you describing it? Because I'm it can be all of those things. Supervision support. What would you call that? Yeah. So, and I'm so, I'm so excited about it. Um, I created, so what I, so like I was saying about just like finding a supervisor and how difficult it can be depending on where, where you are located in the country. Um, it was really difficult for me to find a supervisor because there wasn't like a place that I can go. So um, what they usually tell you to do is to ask around to your friends or you um, will go to the board. Now, if you know anything about a board website, right? (laughs) Anything to do with the government, anything to do with the government is user unfriendly. It is with a ton of different links and words and it just doesn't make any sense and there's no clear direction. Mm -hmm. So in Florida, we have to go to the site. You tell them, hey, these are my credentials. It takes them about three or four days, if not a week, for them to send you back a list of supervisors. And it's, it's like, a thousand people, right? <laughs> that you have to you have to look through. And the worst part about it is that it doesn't give you any sort of contact information. It just gives you their name and their license number. And that's it. Really? <laughs> yeah. So now okay. what you have to do is go in department of, of going to the Department of Health. And it was just too much mm-hmm. to to do. So I would like go online. I didn't see any other site that it was just really easy for us to find a supervisor, which didn't make any sense to me because it was like, people have been doing this for a gazillion years. Like, why is this not something that's already happening? Like, why is it that we don't have somewhere that we could just all go and find a supervisor very quickly? So I created supervisionsupport.com. And what it does is exactly that. You just go to the website, you click your state, Mm -hmm. and then boom, there goes all the supervisors. And you have their contact, you have information about what niche they work with. So, you know, if you want to find someone who who is working with a population of people that you're interested in, boom, you have it right there. You have their email, you have their websites, you have everything right there in a nutshell. And you don't have to go searching for it. And you can find someone that's going to be a perfect fit for you because that was another issue. You, um, it's just like when you're dating, you got to kiss a couple frogs, right? (laughs) Before you find your prince, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So unfortunately, (laughs) so for me, unfortunately, (laughs) I ended up with a supervisor that was not a good fit for me. And it ended up, I having to, ended up having to pay for that in a really major way. So um, I had to, that's why I made sure that I made this process easier for people so that that does not have to happen. 
That's so phenomenal. And um, I mean, you're just going to save so many people so much legwork. So the process in terms of, so I'm trying to think about here in Virginia, they also have, I actually think it might be an Excel sheet. So um, you (laughs) can go to the website. (laughs) Um, And so what you can do, whether you are supervising or not, you can actually become pre-approved to be a supervisor in the state. Okay. Go ahead and submit your credentials um, to the board and then they will add you to the directory. So, um, yeah. But it is an Excel sheet. So I think it's broken down by cities of the entire oh, state. Oh, how nice. Right? That's, we, <laughs> like fan- we have counties. We, fan- we have counties yeah. here. <laughs> we, fancy, we fancy over here. And so, but still the same thing remains. It's just the name. Yeah. I think it does have the contact information and their license number. Okay. Um, but there isn't any sort of like um, narrative about who they are or what types of yeah. things they do. And, um, so you do lose out on the context. And so there is a bit of swimming that you have to do. Yeah. yeah. The fact that you've created this resource and directory is just, it's so right on time. Um, so ah. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> uh, thank you for being supportive. <laughs> So how do you think, well, this is, now I'm curious. Um, So being on the, for me, being on the other side in terms of one who provides um, supervision, uh, one of the things that I try to uh, pay attention to, as well as my own work as a therapist, to make sure that I am what I consider to be good. Uh, And so that for me, that's beyond competent. Um, it's just making sure I'm doing the things that I said I was going to do on, on everything on my websites, this, all these other pieces. Right. So for you, what would a, what is a good supervisor? Mm-hmm. What is what is that person? How are they? Yeah. Yeah. So a good person? supervisor is genuinely interested in your growth as a supervisee. Mm. Um, they understand the the importance of the relationship. They understand the investments um, because they were once on the other side. Um, they understand that um, eventually we will be colleagues. So you want to make sure that you're putting people out there that you would want to work with. (laughs) Amen. Um, (laughs) Right. They understand that you are fresh and that you're going to make mistakes and they're nonjudgmental and they're patient. And they also push you, um, to be the best clinician that you 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 can be. Mm-hmm. So there's no like I remember my my old supervisor um said something uh was talking to me about a client and was like, "Oh yeah, you know, tell her that you're boss." And I remember like looking at her like, "Huh?" <laughs> wow. Okay. And I remember saying like, "Okay, like I'm paying you, right? <laughs> and this is this relationship is mutually beneficial, right? This is something like we're both supposed to be getting something out of this. Right. And the, another red flag that I overlooked, but you know, it's it's supposed to be a mutually beneficial, very um, caring, but also one that really pushes you and develops you as a clinician. Mm. So if you have the opportunity to have that type of relationship, Uh um, this is, I'm asking you to project here. How do you think good supervision or having a good supervisor translates into being a good mental health therapist? Like, how do you think those things are connected? Right. So I imagine that if I had stayed in that relationship for the two years, that I would not have been I wouldn't have gotten anything out of it. I wouldn't have grown the way that I feel I'm growing now with my new count, my new um, supervisor. And I would have came, I would have 
been let into this profession as a licensed clinician and still would have had so many questions mm -hmm. and would have felt really unprepared mm -hmm. um, and probably would have taken on some of the the uh, jadedness mm -hmm. that that I would see in that relationship with her. So because that that left a really nasty taste in my mouth, um, because I and and I got a, a new person, it was able to kind of balance that out. But imagine the people who I mean, I know people who've been through supervision and their supervisor just signed off at the end. You know what I mean? So it was just so if we do not really pay close attention to this process is two year, three year, four year. I've even heard of supervision being up to five years in some states. Mm -hmm. If we aren't able to really develop the clinicians, who are we letting out to then serve people? Right. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. if you, if you're listening and you're not a clinician, you want to have a really well developed and well supervised clinician mm -hmm. sitting in front of you. Absolutely. Because then we're going to go uh, go against all the things that we learn and we're going to be harming people. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us to make sure that this process, when we are learning to become fully licensed clinicians, that we have a good supervisor who can guide us and mentor and develop us so that we are putting out the best clinicians out there to serve the public. Mm, I like that. Yeah, that was good. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm letting it wash over me. Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, you mentioned at the very beginning, yeah. excuse me, about how um, in Florida that uh -huh. we're talking about at least a five-year process from yes. school yeah. and, um, you know, the residency piece and taking the test and all that kind of thing. Uh -huh. So I would, well, I would assume that um, one has to be quite passionate or at least persistent um, yes, <laughs> at the very least. Mm -hmm. about, about being in this field. So what brought you to this field? Why this field of all the yeah. things you're doing? Yeah. Okay. So I have a, a kind of interesting story. So when I remember when I was in elementary school, they um, took us to Spelman universe um, yeah. college, Spelman yeah. college. Yeah. And, they were, they was asking all of the, us. I think it was like in sixth grade or something like that. And they was asking us like, okay, so what do you want to be? What do you want to be? What do you want to be? And I don't know where it came from. Maybe it was God, but it just fell into my head that I wanted to, oh, I want to be a psychologist. I didn't even know what the heck that meant. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sixth grade. But, okay. And yeah. So in sixth grade, I knew that I wanted to be in, I wanted to be in a helping profession. So, you know, I went through school, I, I got my bachelor's in psychology, and then it came to that point where many, uh, many people could relate to where it's like, okay, so now what am I going to? you know, go to go get the doctorate? Am I going to like it was I was at that that stage, and I didn't want to do a doctorate at the end. So I got an opportunity to get a free master's to become a teacher. That's okay. So I taught and one year turned into five. And throughout the entire five years that I was teaching, I knew I mean, you know, I feel like just like when you, it, with any decision that you have, you know, you have that gut feeling, you, you know within your body if you're doing something that's right. Mm -hmm. And I knew from day one that I did not want to be a teacher and that I should be doing therapy in some capacity. Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't really, I mean, not to say that I didn't really care about the kids learning. Like, of course I did, but I was far more interested in their emotional states. And right. I also... Right. And I also understood, like, how am I going to sit here and teach this this child 
um, fractions when they're coming to school hungry and they're dirty and you know their their mom is neglecting them and like how am I going to learn right, right? how can all I remove of these the different context. things yeah right this, exactly so mm-hmm. it it just didn't make any sense to me I I couldn't shake it so at the end of my five my fifth year I was like okay it's all or you do it or or not and I quit and applied to Barry universities down here in South Florida and. Here I am. All right. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. So, what, <laughs> and, and as you sort of go along your way, and you're on the tail end of your process between here and the and the finish line of. Oh, of I'm in. The, I'm, uh, I'm in a weird space, <laughs> but I'm here, right? <laughs> you're, you're closer than you've ever been to being licensed. That's ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So what would you consider to be, maybe this is still sort of formulating your head, but okay. what are your specialties or what are you hoping to be your specialties when you get out there and you're independent? Okay. So I, imp- I feel like there has been a pattern in my life mm. um, where I, f- I face hardship mm-hmm. and then I like create or I'm able to like, um, like find a way out of it. Hmm. So um, like two years ago, I didn't give you an example and it'll, it'll lead up to this, but two, uh, three years, three years ago, I was uh, up getting married and um, you know, I had just had like my, my son and, and things were quote unquote great. And then I ended up realizing 30 days before my wedding um, that I didn't want to get married. So <laughs> not that I didn't want to get married, that I couldn't marry him. Mm-hmm. So I ended up canceling my wedding. Okay. And that was one of the hardest things that I had to do in my Yeah, that's quite life. courageous. Yeah. Yeah. So when I did that, I remember thinking to myself, how am I going to get over this? Like how... You know, my, his father and I, we're, we're still excellent. At, we're excellent at this point now, <laughs> three years later. Good. But I remember just thinking, I laid in my bed and I cried that entire day. And I remember just thinking, how am I going to move from this? Like, mm. I literally could not see the next step in right. front of me. Right. And I remember just thinking, you know, as I, as time went on and I did the work that I needed to do and I got in a better place and he got in a better place. I, and I started working with women and they are going through the same thing. And I realized like, this is who I want to work with. I want to work with women who have had some sort of events in their lives, whether it be a relationship thing, they lost their jobs, like they're going through a divorce, whatever it is where they can turn that pain and make it their uh, turn it into some sort of purpose, right? Mm. And give them the strength and bring the awareness to them that they have the tools to do that. And that although right now you aren't able to see it, mm-hmm. there is another side to this. Wow. <laughs> and I've always I've always been been saying that to people and I say this to my clients every day. Like that's my my mantra. I say it to them every day and they they mock me, but it's like there's another side. We yeah. may not be able to see it. But right. there's another side. Right. <laughs> I love so that's that. That's what I want to work with. <laughs> okay. Turning pain to purpose. Okay. I like that. So <laughs> where so if you happen to be in South Florida, where uh-huh. can people find you? Like if they are hearing you and they are digging it and they want to sign up for some therapy okay. with Desiree. How do they sure. how do they make that happen? 
Yeah, so you can find me on my other website. It's okay. called thelovecollective.co. Oh. And <laughs> and um it's it's all it's everything is there. The the it's at um Instagram, on um Facebook, and at my personal website, thelovecollective.co. Okay. Um You'll see, you'll find you there. Perfect. And so I'll add that along with the supervision support information in yeah. the show notes so that people can find you. Um, awesome. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like you here just dropped so many jewels. Um, <laughs> I'm being serious. So, <laughs> and, um, you know, the thing that I enjoy about podcast interviews is because I get to record them. I get to listen to them as much as I like. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of podcasts, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Okay. So my podcast is just an extension of the website, um, the supervision support. And it just brings on people like you, people like me, um, to come on, talk about their supervision, um, experiences, and then also give people who are listening to the show, especially new clinicians, Mm -hmm. um, just give them that, that, in, that gem that that's my favorite word. Just give them that gem that, Hey, you can do whatever you want with mm-hmm. your degree. You know, we didn't get that message in school and it was like, we go to agency or we do private practice, but nobody told us about creating podcasts. Nobody told us about creating eBooks and courses and doing webinars and, and creating resources for the people we serve. So I bring, I bring people on that are especially, that are especially doing those kind of kinds of things mm-hmm. so that we can open up um, you know, the, 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 the eyes and, and the minds of people that are coming into this profession, new and old as mm-hmm. well, because I feel like there are people who have been in the pr- pr- profession forever and don't realize that, you know, you can do more and we right. can be, we can make more money and we can, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, reach more people if we try these different, um, these different things. So that's what the podcast is all about. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that is awesome. Because I think um, we are finding now that there are so many ways that people um, get to us in terms of like sitting yeah. in a chair and being clients. Yeah. And so um, being in those spaces where our clients might exactly. um, uh, inhabit mm-hmm. is the best way to be. Um, and okay. so it's a, it's a it's a delicate balance between sitting in our office as well as sort of being available and being yes. transparent and direct, but it can be done. Um, and it's, Absolutely. Being, it's being done well uh, in a lot of spaces. So um, thank you for providing another platform for us therapists to do that. And um, yes, thank you, sort of for humanizing ourselves, because that's, I think, part of what you're doing and part of what I'm trying to do, too, is that mm-hmm. um, we do know a lot because we had to go through a lot to get these licenses. <laughs> <laughs> we, but we don't know everything um, and our clients are the experts of themselves so just sort yeah. of having that uh, combination of, of someone coming in ready to do the work with someone who knows how to get the work done yeah. um, is ideal and yeah. um, you being able to sort of help boost us up um, and move the profession yeah. along um, yeah. is what we need so you for being <laughs> where you are I truly appreciate it I do it for the people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I hope that people have heard that that 
um, good therapists are born from yes. good supervisors and yes. good programs. So, um, and Desiree is on a mission to help us all pull it together. So, <laughs> so yeah. we're gonna make that. <laughs> so, before I get into my eighty other thousand questions, because that's okay. inappropriate. <laughs> We don't have all night. It's late. So let's do it. <laughs> time is money. You have already said that, you know, supervision time is money. So I'm a, I'm a pause though, but I do have one last question. Cause I think sure. what this means is I'll just have to bring you back and, um, <laughs> okay. and, and go down the list with the rest of the questions. Uh, <laughs> because uh-huh. you said some things that, that sparked some other conversations, but I think it's going to take us in another, another direction, but okay, okay. I said I was going to stop, but then I keep talking. Okay. <laughs> Excuse that. So what does minding my black business mean to you? So minding my black business means supporting my people in a way that I don't think anyone else can, because I just think that we have a different understanding of our needs. Mm. So when I think about when I created supervision support, my black, well, it's not only for black people, but it's my business. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I knew that it was important to have representation on that side. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have to make sure that I'm supporting my community and supporting new black clinicians by making sure that we have black supervisors available to them. Um, if that's a preference there. So it's just being able to support um, my people and the people that I serve in a way that I know that I own only I can do that. Mm-hmm. I love that because I have I've heard that recently um, about someone saying who was seeking out supervision um, mm-hmm. and talked about wanting specifically to have a black supervisor and mm-hmm. why that was important to that person. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that resonates well with a lot of people um, of wanting to feel mm-hmm. like the person that they're working with in whatever fashion um, yeah. is someone that they feel like they can identify with um, or be yeah. comfortable with. So yeah, thank mm-hmm. you for that. I love that. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Desiree, it has been a complete pleasure. And oh. Thank you for stopping by the podcast today um, and and sharing your wisdom with us. And thank you for having me again, Janae. It was my pleasure to be here tonight. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, mindingmyblackbusiness.com. And on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know.